What's up, Tea Migos? Welcome to the Tea Migos podcast, uncovering the health benefits of tea for your active life. I'm your host and guide, Vince Lapalusa, fellow tea lover with a self-proclaimed PhD. And this is episode three of the Deep Steep series, a series breaking tea down into digestible tips for your life. Today, I'll be breaking down the effects of temperature and time on tea. Ever had a cup of tea that just leaves your mouth dry or is just too bitter? We'll stick around to find out why and enjoy this episode of Deep Steeps. In episode one, we broke down what exactly tea is. Now, when I refer to tea, I am actually talking about white green, black, pu'er, oolong type teas. And those all come from the same plant known as the Camellia sinensis plant. So this does not include herbal teas such as like chamomile, lavender, hibiscus, those very common type herbs that a lot of people do enjoy in tea form. So if you hear me refer to tea throughout this episode and most episodes in these deep steeps, that's what I'm referring to is the white, green, uh, pu'er, black, camellia sinensis type teas. So that's what we kind of broke down in episode one. And I encourage you to, you don't have to. Uh, they are kind of building on each other. However, they are not necessarily supposed to be listened to in order. Uh, but I encourage you to check out episode one of the Deep Steep series if you haven't, uh, where we broke down just what the heck is tea. And in episode two, we really dug into each compound that you can find in tea. And it was a lot of science and maybe some big jargon and words and all over the place. But to me, it's important to understand this having a chemical background. I appreciate it. I like to know about it. And it's really the basis of why tea tastes the way it does, and really kind of what this episode's about, being temperature and time and the effects of that on your cup and on your tea, that has to do due to these compounds that we find. And so in episode two, we really break those down. And I encourage you as well to check that out maybe before digging into this. But without further ado, let's dig into the effects of temperature and time on tea. So first, we're going to start out with temperature. I'm going to keep this one. For the most part, I will reference Fahrenheit temperatures. So I apologize to those centigrade uh, folks listening. And I realize that is the majority of the world. However, us United States folks uh, still, for some reason, use the Fahrenheit system. And as a science major, that was very frustrating. But... In this episode, we're going to talk mostly in the Fahrenheit scale. In later episodes, in episode four, we're actually going to talk about the brewing techniques. And a lot of the brewing techniques, they have to do with the temperatures and the times. So I'll begin to reference it and kind of as we've done in episode one and episode two have alluded to what this episode is going to be about. Same thing. We're going to start alluding to what episode four and on will be about. Generally speaking, 
the younger and less oxidized leaves will require lower temperatures. So oxidation is, to put it simply, the act of subjecting the tea in this instance to oxygen. What this does is it actually changes the chemical composition of the tea leaves, thus giving you a different type of tea. This is the primary difference when it comes to green versus black or pu'er or oolong type teas. And as a little recap, what we mostly the what we see with those teas is the least from least oxidized to most oxidized. You'll see white tea, green tea, yellow tea, oolong, black, and pu'er. Pu'er does have its own little differences. And again, in a later episode, we will dig into each of those types of teas. But for now, that's a good reference for oxidation levels. And how temperature plays into effect, generally speaking, is those less oxidized leaves will require a lower temperature. Now, you may be asking yourself, what do you mean by require? Like, what's going to happen if I don't. I've been boiling tea or boiling water and boiling my tea leaves my whole life and I've been fine. Like, am I fine? Yes, of course you're fine. You're just going to have a better experience. Mostly, this has to do with taste. You're going to just have a better overall experience if you drink tea roughly following these guidelines. And so temperatures for each of these teas We'll kind of list off each and every one of the teas and again throw a rough range that you'll find to be best suitable for each of those teas. So for white tea, we roughly say 160 to 175 degrees Fahrenheit. Now for those centigrade people, that is roughly 70 to 76 degrees Celsius. Uh, For green... You have 160 and 175, again, roughly the same as white. And for oolong, you can bump that up a little. Now, oolong does fall within the oxidation ranges, rough estimates between like 20 to 80% oxidized. Those temperatures can be higher between 180 to 195 degrees Fahrenheit or 82 to 90 degrees Celsius. Black, you want it almost near boiling. So roughly 205 to 210 degrees Fahrenheit, or 96 to 99 degrees Celsius. And pu'er, I always prepare my pu'er using a rolling boil, or 212 degrees Fahrenheit, 100 degrees Celsius. The, the purpose of doing this, and again, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to give you a better, a better tasting tea. You'll hear a lot of people within the tea world say, oh, you're going to burn the leaves if you... If you use, like, for a white tea or a green tea, you boil the water. You're going to burn the leaves. You don't actually burn the leaves, per se. But what you do is, and this is going back to episode two, if you listen to that and you remember, there are these compounds called tannins within the tea. Now, tannins are a subset of polyphenols that are present in uh, not just tea, but wine. If you're a wine drinker, you might be very familiar with tannins. And specifically, the types of tannins that we find in tea are the theoflavins and the theorubigans. Now, 
when we we have more of those tannins in the tea, you're going to have a bolder flavor and a just more astringent and more bitter type tea. So that's why a lot of people, they just take their tea bag, they plop it in their water, they boil it, throw it in the microwave, which don't get me started. That, that one That one irks me. But that's how they do it. They either just microwave their water to hot or a, or a boil, and they throw in their tea bag and, and they and they leave it and they just let it let it sit there. And we'll get a we'll get into the time and what leaving it does. But that's what's happening is you're letting those tannins just increase and increase and increase, and eventually it will reach equilibrium and stop. Yeah, stop um, between the the leaves and the water. There will be a a steady state equilibrium that will be reached, but that's what happens. And that's why you get that astringent taste or that dry taste that people reference like, oh, it leaves, tea leaves a dry flavor or a dry feel in my mouth. That's what I'm referencing. And this is why this is important to note. And so we've kind of already touched on what time does as well, because time is very similar to temperature. As a general rule of thumb, the more oxidized your tea, the longer you can steep it for. If you have a white tea or a green tea, which are on the lower oxidation levels, you want to steep those for a short period of time. And then the pu'ers and the blacks on the opposite end, those you can steep for quite a long time, actually. And so for a general rule of thumb, what I like to like to use is for white tea minimum of about a minute to three minutes at the max Uh, same with a green tea green and white tea are pretty similar in how i prepare them typically a one minute to three minutes oolongs four minutes black five minutes and pu'er four to five minutes as well i have gone longer with pu'er it actually is not that bad and i think it's due to the Pu'er is different, like I mentioned earlier. It's it's different in the sense that it actually has a fermentation process. I believe that that affects a lot of this. So this is very generally, general speaking. This is not a true hard science. At the end of the day, spoiler alert, it's going to be how you enjoy your tea. These are just, if you don't enjoy tea... And you've always had like, oh, it's always dry, it's always bitter, it's always this and that. Well, let's look at these. Let's let's dig into these and how you're actually preparing it in regards to time and temperature. With time, that's the same thing with tannins. The longer you let it steep, the more tannins you're going to have. And therefore, the darker and more bitter your tea is going to be. This also plays into effect with... Other compounds such as caffeine, typically a more caffeinated tea will be a longer steeped tea, time a longer and a higher temperature steeped tea. So that's where the concept of black tea is more caffeinated than green tea. That irks me a lot because it's just not true. Matcha is a green tea, for example, and it has one of the highest caffeines in it. And so this is a generalization that 
I am going to dig into in a later episode about the concept of caffeine and tea. But overall, generally speaking, this is the thought process when it comes to temperatures and times and why we want to follow these. If you're not enjoying your tea, let's look into this. Let's dig into this and, I don't know, mess around, experiment with it. That's the fun process of of brewing tea is it's a constant experiment and you get to work with your tea. For example, I mean, I, I got a really high quality type tea. It's called Gyokuro and it's a green tea and very high quality young leaves and young leaves means uh, it's a sweeter type tea. It's been shaded in the last 14 days of its before harvest and the steep time on it is or the temperature is only 160 degrees Fahrenheit and the steep time is only a minute. And I followed that and it was delicious. Now my roommate, he made it. He didn't follow those and I actually didn't know this. I came home and the tea was sitting there, uh, not steeping still, but I made or I poured myself a cup. I tried it immediately knew, immediately can tell that it was over brewed or brewed with too high of a temperature. So I asked him, I asked him, I'm like, Hey, like just out of curiosity, what temperature or what time or how long did you steep this for? And he had told me that, oh, he had just previously boiled the water and then let it sit for like a minute and then poured it. And I could, like I said, I could tell immediately from having tried the tea a day before properly brewed, quote unquote, according to the instructions, I could tell. And it was a more enjoyable experience. Like I've told many people, I'm becoming a tea snob. I, I know that and I'm, I will own it. But this is a general general rule of thumb. If you want to follow this, follow this. Now, a note on herbal teas, because I'm sure people are interested in that, and I do want to dig into what herbal teas are and what they do, but a general note is I like to separate herbal teas into two categories, delicate versus tough. And delicate, when I refer to that, I refer to herbs that are flowers or leaves. So for example, chamomile and lavender, those are flowers, those are delicate in my mind. Or you have like nettle leaf is a leaf. And then the tough herbs would be more like roots, roots and barks. It's like cinnamon bark, that's a bark. That's going to require a, or that I would I would categorize as a tough herb. Same with dandelion root or ashwagandha root. What that means is for delicate, typically I use lower temperatures and shorter times. Now you're, you're not going to burn the herbs like you quote unquote would with with green tea or with white tea. People do say that chamomile they've tasted and it's gotten bitter for long steeps. I personally have never experienced that. That's different. I don't want to dig into each and every herb here. But then the tough herbs, you usually want to steep them for longer periods of times at higher temperatures. If not, actually simmer them to actually extract the full benefits of said root or bark. Now, again, in episode four, I'm going to break down different types of brewing techniques that I like to use, as well as the ones that are out there, and going to really kind of talk more about what this means and what what this actually is and the proper terminology and all that all that jazz. 
Um, as well as in episode four, I will talk about the art of re-steeping, which I am a big proponent of, as well as I believe everyone should be, especially if you have loose leaf tea. And so that's it. As a recap, I mean, one, at the end of the day, enjoy the tea. If you enjoy tea the way that you enjoy it, more power to you. These are just general rules of thumbs that I, as well as other people in the tea community, have kind of noticed and agreed upon. If you're not enjoying tea, experiment. Play around with these numbers. These are just things that I have settled on from the copious amounts of tea that I drink, but I'm interested in how you actually prepare it. So shoot me a DM. Let me know what you do and how you do it differently because I'm I'm learning too. Trust me. There's a lot that I don't know. So thank you for tuning in today. Stick around for, or stay tuned, I should say, for episode four when we dig into the different brewing techniques and all the things that I alluded to in this episode. And I appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to today's Deep Steep. For more info, check out freshsteeps.com. That's F-R-E-S-H-S-T-E-E-P-S.com. Or follow us on social media at Fresh Steeps. If you enjoyed today's show, leave a five-star review and leave a comment. It helps the podcast grow and brightens my day. Thank you for being here. You are loved and appreciated, and I wish you the best day. Peace and love.